Bom dia, boa tarde, boa noite, or whatever the case may be. My name is Marcus Treve and I am the host of the Black Brazil Today podcast, where I discuss news about Brazil from the perspective of race. This podcast is an extension of the blog of the same name, blackbraziltoday.com. Today, I wanted to touch a little on the long promoted idea that Brazil is somehow a racial democracy, a country where races freely mix and mingle and where racial discrimination isn't a problem. For decades now, the idea has been thoroughly debunked, not only by academic studies, but also by daily news reports that show the type of racism that black Brazilians deal with on a daily basis. One of the main pillars of the racial democracy myth is the country's deep history of interracial unions between its black, white, and Indian citizens. I mean, racism surely can't exist when so many people get together across racial lines, right? Well, when we look at the reasons interracial unions were and continue to be promoted, we are forced to come to another conclusion. Stay tuned and I'll get right into it. Welcome back. Again, my name is Marcus Treve, and this is the Black Brazil Today podcast. Before directly getting into today's topic, I wanted to backtrack to a story I reported on back in 2012 about the murder of an Angolan student that exemplifies a centuries long racist attitude towards all things black in Africa that uh, still exists today in Brazil. On the night of Tuesday, May 22nd, 2012, at a bar on Caballero Street in the Braz district of downtown Sao Paulo, which is Brazil's largest city, an Angolan university student was killed and three others were injured after a shooting. The shots were fired after an argument. By the following day, the 23rd, the gunman still had not been identified by police. Witnesses said a group of Africans were drinking in a bar at 80 Caballero Street, when two other customers, both Brazilians, started cursing at the group using terms like macacos, meaning monkeys. There was an argument and the Brazilians left. About 20 minutes later, one of the Brazilians returned to the bar in a silver gold Volkswagen car. The man got out of the vehicle and fired shots in the direction of the Africans, all students from Angola and Nigeria. Zumira Gisosa Borges Cardozo, 26, an engineering student from Uninova University was shot in the forehead and died on the scene. Selena Bento Mendoza, 34 and about eight months pregnant, was wounded with at least two shots, one in the stomach. Gaspar Armando Mateos, 27, was shot in the leg and Genovaldo Capenda Manuel, 32, was also struck. Cardoso had already graduated and he was to return to Angola one month later. According to reports from Joao 23rd Hospital in the Baja Funda district of Sao Paulo, Selena had been admitted for observation. The hospital also reported that the child was not hit, but the victim was to undergo an ultrasound later that day on Wednesday. Gaspar, 27, 
and Henovaldo, 32, had already been discharged at about 1130 that Tuesday night. The case was filed in the 8th Police District of the Bras Belain area as homicide and attempted homicide. Friends of Zulmida Cardozo were planning a protest in front of the Angolan General Consulate in Rio de Janeiro at 311 Rio Branco Avenue to demand, to demand justice for the woman. Another goal of the protest was to make the society feel the presence and rights of students and foreigners in Brazil. Organizers of the protest stated that we cannot remain silent and see nothing done in relation to what happened with our compatriot, Zumida Cardozo, because all of us could go through a similar situation and other aspects that affect us, and we want to see this changed. This incident was just the most recent of several incidents involving mistreatment and disrespect of African immigrant students in Brazil. On March 18th of that same year, after an incident of racism in southern Brazil, which involved a black Cuban volleyball player, the Black Brazil Today website asked this question. We already know that racism clearly exists in Brazil, but is there also a rejection of immigrants that the country needs to address? Better yet, is there a rejection of immigrants of color? Over the past decade, there have been a number of racist, xenophobic incidents of Brazilian treatment of Haitian and African immigrants. It's something to think about when you consider the fact that I personally had never heard of immigrant students from Europe complaining of such treatment. In reality, approaching this question leads to a much deeper question and problematic exploration into Brazil's history. I'll get into this in the next segment, so stay tuned. Welcome back. Again, my name is Marcus Treve, and this is the Black Brazil Today podcast. So why pose questions that suggest a serious race problem in a country like Brazil, a supposedly harmonious country where persons of all races and backgrounds get along? Of course, this is a joke or at least partially true. I mean, sure, on the surface, Brazilians do get along and there are no blatant signals of racism and an apartment apartheid structure. But then that's only if you're looking for more blatant signals such as whites and colored only signs. Now, don't get me wrong. I've personally never experienced anything that I would call blatant racism in Brazil, but too many stories show me that there is a certain anti-black, anti-African sentiment element within the society. Look a little deeper and the truth becomes apparent. In a past article on the Black Brazil Today blog, matter of fact, several articles, um, I have covered stories such as dorm rooms of African immigrant college students being firebombed, firebombed in the nation's capital city, African immigrant students being removed from a public bus at gunpoint for no other reason than looking suspicious. An African immigrant student being told to lighten his skin and go back to Africa. An African student reading graffiti that said, no quotas for the animals from Africa. Keep in mind, this is besides all of the daily racism targeting Brazil's native black population. 
death squads whose mission seems to be the annihilation of Afro-Brazilians, Brazilian-styled apartheid, and a new and a near-complete exclusion from media representation. Without a background in the history of Brazil, someone might ask, where do all of these anti-Black, anti-African sentiments come from? Well, to answer this question, one need look no further than history. You see, the Brazilian nation was constructed upon the free labor of somewhere between four to five million Africans that were enslaved. A total representing more than 40% of all enslaved Africans sent to the Americas and between 10 and 12 times the number of Africans that ended up in the land that would become the United States. The brutality of Brazilian slavery was such that the average lifespan of these slaves was about seven years at one point. With the end of slavery at hand near the end of the 19th century, let's say about 1872, Brazil's elites looked at a population that was 62% non-white and they didn't like what they saw. The solution for them was the slow whitening and eventual disappearance of the non-white population through three methods. One, they initiated a mass immigration program that attracted more than four million European immigrants over the next 70 years, while simultaneously creating a law, Decree 528 of 1890, that would require Africans and Asians to get approval from Congress to migrate to the country. Two, after slavery, simply abandoning former slaves and forcing them to survive on their own accord. Three, encouraging a desire in non-white Brazilians to procreate with white or light-skinned partners so that after a few generations of this mixture, the African or black phenotype would be effectively eliminated from the nation. Scientist João Batista de Lacerda was so certain of this that in his thesis entitled Os Mestizos do Brasil, meaning mixed race people of Brazil, Presented in 1911 at the first Universal Races Congress at the University of London, he predicted that within 100 years, which at that time would mean 2011, black people would have disappeared and mixed race people would represent only 3% of the population. In fact, according to Jose Carlos Hui in his article, The Racist Dream of White People, Lacerda's prediction actually left many people furious because they felt that a century for the nation to become white was much too long. For Brazilian writers of the period between 1870 and 1930, it was obvious that the country needed to whiten itself because they saw blacks, Indians, and people of mixed race as people incapable of civilization and representative of Brazil's backwardness. Politician and writer Joaquim Nabucco thought that, quote, European immigration could bring continuously into the tropics a stream of lively, energetic, and wholesome Caucasian blood, unquote. Literary critic Jose Verissimo thought that, quote, sooner or later, it, meaning the white race, would eliminate the black race from Brazil, unquote. Journalist politician Silvio Romero wrote in 1880 that, quote, the victory in the battle for us or the victory in the battle for life among us will belong in the future to the white man, unquote. He predicted it would take about three or four centuries for blacks to disappear. So he accepted the 100 year prediction of Lacerda with optimism. 
1921, journalist Artur Neva wrote that, quote, within a century, the nation will be white, unquote. And in 1923, Deputy Carvalho Neto predicted that, quote, the Negro would disappear within 70 years, unquote. In 1938, doctor and writer Alfranio Peixoto said that 200 to 300 years were necessary for the nation to totally pass through what he called, quote, the black eclipse. Not exactly predictions that would lead one to believe in a racial democracy or equal acceptance of all races that were the base of the Brazilian people. While Brazil's national identity seemingly prides itself on its mixed race heritage, it is important to realize that the goal of elites in the 19th century was not the complete mixture of the population, but rather the complete whitening of the population. This white dream was captured perfectly in an 1895 painting entitled A Redenção de Cam, meaning the redemption of ham, by the artist Modesto Brocos. As the old Bible myth declared descendants of the character Ham to be cursed, this painting can be interpreted as such. In the picture, you see the black grandmother, dark-skinned black grandmother on the left. She had had a relationship with a white man, which in turn produced her mulatta daughter, who in the painting is sitting next is sitting next to her in the middle of the painting. The mulatto daughter had a relationship with a white Portuguese immigrant seated next to her that produced a phenotypically white baby that sat in her lap. The grandmother is seen with her hands outstretched and looking towards the heavens, giving thanks and praise because the quote unquote black stain had finally been removed from the family. The palm leaves behind the black woman are a symbol of hope. Modesto Brocos, a supporter of eugenics like many Brazilian elites at the time, created the piece while he taught at Rio de Janeiro's National School of Fine Arts. In that same year, the painting won a gold award at the National Salon of Fine Arts in Rio de Janeiro. In this context, today, it should not be surprising that black exclusion, the genocidal numbers of black Brazilians at the hands of police, anti-African sentiments, Racism and an obsession with whiteness continue to be blatantly present in Brazilian society. After all, it's a part of the nation's very history. Be sure to check out the Black Brazil Today blog. And if you like what you heard, be sure to check me out in the next episode. This has been the Black Brazil Today podcast. Be sure to check out the next episode. And if you want to know more, be sure to visit my source site, blackbraziltoday.com. <laughs>